Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy. We're living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading 2 Corinthians chapter 1. We'll review key takeaways and we'll end our session with a prayer. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother. To the church of God in Corinth, together with all his holy people throughout Achaia, Grace and peace to you from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to the God of all comfort. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the suffering of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in your patient endurance of the same suffering we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we, we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. As you help us by your prayers, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. Paul's Change of Plans Now this is our boast. Our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world, and especially in our relationship with you, with integrity and godly sincerity. We have done so, relying not only on worldly wisdom, but on God's grace. We do not write you anything you cannot read or understand. And I hope that, as you have understood us in part, you will come to understand fully that you can boast of us just as we will boast of you in the day of the Lord Jesus. Because I was confident of this, I wanted to visit you first so that you might benefit twice. I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia and to come back to you from Macedonia and then to have you send me on my way to Judea. Was I fickle when I intended to do this? Or do I make my plans in a worldly manner so that in the same breath I say both yes, yes, and no, no? But as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. I call God as my witness and I stake my life on it, that it was in order to spare you that I did not return to Corinth. Not that we lorded over your faith, 
but that we work with you for your joy, because it is by faith you stand firm. This is the end of the reading. So here we see a couple of takeaways from Paul. First of all, he's writing again to the Church of Corinth that has really become, um, I don't want to say a thorn, but has really rebelled against Paul. They have basically, a lot of them disregarded Paul's authority and just kind of continued to rebel against God and continue to sin um, in the city of Corinth. And Paul continues with a lot of love uh, to be tenacious and persistent. And so he's stern, but he's also gracious. And the other thing we see here is that Paul really begins to see his suffering as something that he values and that he uh, revels in. Basically, through his own suffering, he learns to rely less on his own doing and more on God's mercy. And he learns to depend on God's mercy to the point that he counts on it to be delivered from his suffering over and over again. So um, he teaches us to realize that as Christians, we're called to suffer in Christ, but that we're also going to reap our reward in Christ. And so we are to see our life here as one that's not to be really grounded in comfort, but, all, but one that needs to be grounded in suffering as we strive to deliver the Word of God and to fulfill our mission here as Christians, uh, to proclaim God's kingdom throughout the earth. So, Lord, let us end with a short prayer. We just want to thank you, Father, for bringing this word to our heart, Lord, for making us see that we need to rejoice in our suffering. We need to understand that this life is not meant to be easy. It, we're not guaranteed an easy life and a pass. We are basically guaranteed um, so sorrows, trials, and tribulations in pursuit of of you lord in pursuit of of you father god and knowing that one day your kingdom will come one day we're going to be in your presence and so lord whatever we go through now is just getting us ready preparing our soul our spirit for for that eternal life in your presence so god we ask the holy spirit to come upon us we ask this in your son's Jesus name. Amen. This concludes today's reading and interpretation of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.